that brings up another kind of conversation that I, I want to talk about in terms of you being a woman and also you being, you're so passionate about India and your culture as well. Like, well, I was, let's speak about, we'll speak about them separately, but one, how does it feel? Like, have you, being a woman in a male-dominated industry, have you had any, have you felt that you've been treated differently or because you're a female in certain circumstances? I want to hear a bit more about that. And then we'll talk about your culture as well. Like, so, yeah, the, the honest answer is yeah. Um, but not by, not the way you'd expect, right? Not the way that you'd be like, oh, it's, it's because of literally this way or that way. So um, firstly, I have to say that I work with a lot of men who are very supportive. So I feel like I'm fortunate who encourage me to, you know, go out and do, do the things who in those moments of fear and doubt will be like, no, stop it. Da, 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 da. And I also have women around me who do the exact same thing. So I'm really fortunate in that, in that sense. But on the flip side of that, whilst, whilst in my career previously and also working my way into music, I've, I've had women, it's actually been women who have said things to me that have been a bit like, very interesting that yeah. yeah so um and it's a, it's a story that I've shared before but you know I'll, I will say it again it's like a um when I was working in sales we were going to an it was like really warm day and I was wearing um sleeveless shirt and um my manager at the time a woman goes oh I hope you're not going to go in there with your arms on show because men may think this and I was like wow like do you know is that is that what it is? Is that what is is that what women have to do now? But yeah. also, like you know, that's your opinion. You may have been through something, and it's really, really, um, it's obviously something that you are maybe protecting me from now in hindsight. But also at the same time, you shouldn't kind of inflict that on other women. Do you know what I mean? If anything, we should be we should be being like feel confident enough to wear what you feel comfortable wearing and nobody should judge past judgment on that. On the other side of that, I had, um, when I was working in, um, when I was coming into that, the music industry, I had like a female manager who taught, who would make little comments like their short shorts or, um, you know, I had a comments, this will go to the culture one, like, oh, if you wanted to earn more money, you should have been a doctor or something. Um, you're earning more money than me. So, and I had all these like these passive aggressive comments that were coming at me, and it's like, wow, like is is a better conversation not right? I when I was in your position in your role, I was earning X amount of money, and the way I got more money was by doing this. Okay, I know at the time, okay, you they're the conversations we should have have because for anything to change, it's all incremental, right? It's about learning, learning, sharing knowledge that's that these were the moments where I was like wow you know that you yeah it is it isn't it's not easy in anything but I don't want to be like men versus women and stuff but you no, just I agree I agree but it's just you've got to change the narrative right so it's like you've got to as women this is what we should be doing but then on the flip side working in the music industry I've had it where it's like um especially working in certain um different countries and stuff well um Oh yeah, I've had men like men say to me, "Well, you shouldn't have had that conversation because um, they'd rather speak to someone from the country or they'd rather speak to um, a man." Um, and you know, sometimes 
you can be on be in certain conversations or zooms and you can I've I've seen it where they've literally ignored what I'm saying and gone to the man that's in the Zoom and and that has happened but I don't take it personally because what you do is you just have to you just have to be a part of that change and you have to be like assertive and just learn how to navigate those situations but like I said the the flip side is I work with amazing people who don't even make you question being a woman yeah. and that that's why I always say like I don't go into any situation thinking, oh, I'm the only woman in here, or I'm the only this in here. I'm just like, oh, I'm 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 a manager, or I'm a exec producer, or I'm a consultant, or whatever I am in that role. That's what I am, and it's like I always say, like it's like you know the term female DJ or female producer. No, you are a DJ, you are a producer, you are an entrepreneur, you are a business owner, you are this, you are that, and that's the way to look at it. I think it's more about changing the conversation and you know, I was on a panel just before Christmas and it was about like the pay differences and, you know, the differences between men and women within the music industry. And there is, there is, there is, there is a gap and there is work to be done. But what I have seen is a lot of women supporting women. There's people in different organizations like Roz and Shanice from YouTube. And, you know, you've got the likes of Nadia Khan, you've got all these amazing women coming out and doing great things. And that's all you can do, right? And just support and promote each other and make sure that, you know, the biggest thing anyone can do is mention your name in rooms that you're not in. And that's that if, if you've, if you've got the credentials and if you think someone's killing it and that's how I think we'll make the change by supporting, by changing the conversation. But yeah, it's, it's interesting because you do see certain things and, and that would they do that? But sometimes it's just also at the same time, some people just have bad, bad business acumen and it's not even about you being a man or a woman. They just, they're just it's just actually how they conduct business. So it's, it's all those different factors in play. No, it's, it's a lot. And it's, it's funny. I, I know everyone's, I have a female empowerment organization. Yes, I know. I do not hate men. I'm just letting everybody know that. It's all like, <laughs> I just want people to hear both sides that it's a change. It's not always, um, I'm, I'm actually happy to hear that you've had more, a, more of a positive experience. I'm actually glad to hear that. And I hope that's encouraging for everyone that there's change being made and that you're having, if you've had a positive experience, you've seen change and you know how to deal with it because I don't always like hearing the negative and getting into arguments about, so this is why women need to do this. I don't always want to do that. I actually like to highlight that things have changed things are different and uh, there is though there's a way to go for women in any industry there, there's change being made so I'm happy to hear both sides of the both sides of the argument with you but um it's funny you mentioned something about pay what was uh, what was the outcome of let's go into what was the outcome of that panel that you spoke on about um women and pay within the music industry what were some of the highlights and takeaways that you got from that panel? Um, so the panel, so it, it, one of the things that they, it, came, it was off the back of a report, but um, they, the outcome of it was that there's certain things that have to be done. So that will be within organizations, within music labels, that have certain departments dedicated to looking at these things. And, you know, um, so it's about creating those steps to make that happen. I know, I think I know where you wanted to go with the, with the questioning is like, how how what was the outcome of any situation that I've had is that is that what you want to know or yeah but then there's two sides of it because that's you getting paid as a manager but then you also negotiating contracts as as a manager <laughs> do you know what I mean there's there's two sides of that and it's quite a big 
story to tell. Oh yeah, definitely. But you know what? It you are what you negotiate, and I think um, you just got to like you you know what's right, and people around you know what's right, and that's that's it. And I think that all all you can do is know what's right and go for that, and just keep pushing and understanding you you have value, and this is just to everything. Everything has value, right? So whatever you do, there's a value attached to that. I've had um, I remember when I've been working with certain people, and it's like, well, I bought. X, Y, Z to the table. So should the pay, this is outside of music, inside of music, this can be applied, but it's like done X, Y, Z. So shouldn't the pay reflect X, Y, Z and going back to in broadcasting and it was having those conversations. It's like, well, you know, you've just got to negotiate and you just got to understand your worth and you, you know, and just keep rem- remembering that. And it's just, there is even going back to what you're saying, I'm not saying like, oh, women have got it all great and it's all better roses. No, there's so much work to be done. But, oh, yeah. but it's about making that sure that work is done and it's imparting that knowledge so for example I used to have a mentee and um she wanted to get into radio so it was like okay let's do these steps let's do that eventually got got into radio um and when I was leaving my job I was like she needs to take my job she's really great take and then sharing knowledge about like okay this yeah, someone up with you yeah and then sharing the knowledge like you know what okay so this is how much I got paid right so you need to be aiming for this or more. Yeah. And when I was working in that business, um, the men were getting paid more than me and doing the same job. And it was that's when I was like, well, if we don't empower each other, nothing's going to change. I know that's a really overall answer, but I'm no, right. no, that was actually nicely summed up. That was really <laughs> you are you are what you negotiate. Remember your value. You know that's nicely summed up. Nicely summed up because there's so much to talk about in terms of pay within the music industry and. Um, that would be another, maybe I'll bring you up for another podcast on that later on. But I have, I have a few more questions on, like, what advice would you give to someone that is aspiring to create their own, you know, management and creative consultancy company within the entertainment, entertainment industry? So if you had three bits of advice to give, what would it be? Um, oh, now you've got me thinking because I know I'll be like, well, there's this, this, and there's this, this. And that's uh, why I limited it to three. Understand, like, plan. Pl- make sure you have a plan and that plan can change. And I always say have your one-year focus, two-year focus, five-year focus, 10-year focus. How is that? How And always look back, look at it, reflect on it and see how you want to change it and how you want it to build, especially if you want to grow your business. So, yeah, plan and have have conversations with yourself and people you trust about that and um don't be afraid to ask questions second thing um i don't think you can ever eradicate fear right because it's just one of those things that are innately in us but let go of fear as much as you can because sometimes in life there's people who know a lot less than you doing a lot more and that's because they trusted in they trusted their instincts and believed in themselves so yeah like definitely when you have those moments of fear and doubt one thing I would say is write down something or have a conversation pick up the phone that's why your network is so important and um three get a great accountant get a good accountant <laughs> good lawyer because you know what I think sometimes people are like let me set up a business and let me do these things and yeah that's great but you need to know you need to make sure you're paying your tax you need to know you need to know how you're paying yourself you need to know you need to understand those things and i'm not look there's only so much any of us can do and i'm i'm not going to teach myself accountancy i remember the first time i had to do my tax return and i was like oh my god so 
get they're the most important things accountant lawyer they're like you know two of the most important things especially as a business owner but in life is just making sure you have your business set up straight because when you don't do that then what's the point like you just have the structure in place yes that's what I'm saying like you know your network is so important like your network and even like going back to the business thing one thing I found really difficult was delegation but now I'm like okay I need to let go of this I need to build this I need somebody to do this and building but it's like that also comes with like you're trusting people and I'm fortunate enough to trust the people I work with and the people I'm around um, and the people that have going to become the people around me in this music business industry whether that be friends but also family like you know, so I always ask, I just ask people that I know who I'm like, well, they know what they're doing. They've done this. And I know whatever that, whatever they say is with the best interest at heart. So a lot of us that has come from it, come from that. And there's been times where it's like, you've met certain, it could be accountants, lawyers or consultants or something. And you're like, I, I don't think you're right for my business, but you'll be great for someone else. So I've, a lot of mine has been through a people, word of mouth of people I trust. Yeah, okay. No, that makes sense. Before you ask me my surprise question, mm-hmm. I want to ask you a proud, a really proud moment in your journey as a manager, as a as a founder. I'm just thinking of all the different things you could be proud of. So many, right, you know what? There's so many moments where you are filled with pride or joy because, like, you're so invested in what you do, right? Mm-hmm. But I think... Um, What's one of my, oh God, what is one of my most proudest moments? Two, you said two. Okay, one is um, this year we launched the hip hop, well, Semtex has launched his hip hop raising podcast and I'm exec producing that. And um, that to me was a real like, cause we've, we've done podcasts before and that to me was a real like, yeah proud moment because you know when you're working with your clients and you see these things they create like he has a book hip-hop raise me but then seeing the next step of that and then seeing people listen to it and people are gravitating towards it and these stories are being told that you know people are relating to because you hear these things and you know I'm listening to them you know there and you're like wow you you're getting these kind of untold stories that resonate with people and in sometimes they inspire people sometimes you can even relate to them yourselves and you're like to me that is a really proud moment because it's create from 2016 2017 when we started working on a radio show and I was an assistant producer to launching hip hop raise me the podcast in 2021 is a proud moment because of the journey do you yeah. know what I mean yeah and sometimes that's the thing it's never the destination it's the journey of getting there it could, it's not about just getting there it's about the way and those those things of how you ended up there but yeah that to me and what a way to start off the year like you know introducing this the new podcast and seeing the way people are reacting to it and relating to it and you know and having the likes of Chuck D, Buster Rhymes, French Montana, like they the, tell these stories to someone they trust. And, you know, and you're seeing like, you're getting some of the biggest names and shows and platforms in the world mentioning this podcast that, you know, you've been a part of the journey for is incredible. So there's that. And then another proud moment. Oh, I think, um, 
end of last year, Guilty released his single, All My Love, and he was on a billboard in Nigeria. Did you see it? Yes, of course. I see the whole family. (laughs) When something happens with one of them, it just gets blasted everywhere. Yes. That to me was really like, oh my God. Like, you know, because you you see, like when working with him from 2018 to now has been incredible because you've seen this journey, but you start, when you start seeing like, the growth and the like the results and people reacting to things that to me is like a wow moment but it's it's funny because people will say like you're at things you know oh you look so proud and like oh do I but I think it's just that joy because you see all these things and when I remember going to the first boiler room and seeing people go crazy to his music and like you're watching it online and you're like oh because you see it all the time but when it's out there in the world it's like oh it's out there but going on a personal level like I think for myself it probably has to be um it's it's such a such a loser thing to say but it's like when um the year like a year after after having Translate NC and having like been established for over a year this was going back now that to me was like oh my god I've, I've done it like a, yeah. you know it would be a flash in the pond, pond right it could be like a but yeah I think every, it's just there's so many and I could keep going through it but yeah there are a couple that come to mind I love I love asking that because I want I think sometimes as business owners and entrepreneurs we just sort of we don't reflect we just keep moving on for the next thing the next thing I, I read a quote saying that the finish line, especially you just, it never, it never, we never really get there. Really the finish line keeps um, expanding and, and growing. So then we never really look back and go, well, actually that finish line that I said, if I get to this point, I'll be really happy. Why don't we celebrate that? Why don't we look back and be like, yeah, that, I did that, you know? But you're right. You're so right. Like you don't look back. Like that's what I'm saying to you. You know, when you said, I was saying like, I don't think I've done half of as much as I want to do, you know, and I don't deserve any sort of the of the amazing kind of intro you gave me, but it's because you don't, you don't look back and you're constantly looking forward. And this is why we do what we do. What question do you have for me? I You can put me on the spot. I always end with a surprise question that my guests can ask me and I have to answer on the spot and I'm not prepared for. For yourself, what would be the one change you want to see for women across any industry over the next five years oh five years timestamp as well <laughs> all over any all industries yeah in five years wow you read this one is a uh, tough one okay so we spoke a lot about negotiating salaries etc in all industries i just one i would love to see more women just be as confident. You sound really confident when you're talking about negotiations, <laughs> etc., and contract. But you do it daily, so you've become you've built that confidence. I just want that to be like the norm when I speak to the different groups of women that come through my programs in general, or when I do meet women. I just think it should just be normal. The money talk. I don't understand why it's so uncomfortable all the time. So I think in the next five years, we need to just normalize in that money talk. What are we getting paid? How much should I negotiate? And also make it like I loved what you just said that you, when you were mentoring someone, you wanted her to take your position, and you said, and I want her to get paid more than what I was. 
in that position. I want, yeah, I want that to be normal. But yeah, this is what I got paid in that contract, but I think you deserve this. I don't understand why we can't make that normal now. But yeah, in the next five years, I would love to see that to become normal. And then on the other side, you know, um, on the other side with men supporting the movement, I love that. I do love that a lot of men are supporting the movement, but I can we just stop rolling the eyes when I speak about <laughs> female empowerment across industries, like recognize that there is a problem and you can support by just listening to a conversation or asking some questions or just making sure that everyone that, that you're not ignoring the movement because I have been in so many rooms I'll be honest with you and the moment I say oh I run an organization it's called Miss Independent we work with women like or literally half of the men roll their eyes and I'm like stop they're like oh there's just so many of you organizations so many of you organizations and I'm like until the until the problem is gone there will be more of our organizations okay so just stop rolling your eyes and just listen to the reason behind it so that would be my two things I know that's going to be hard to do in five years but I would I'm happy to help I think it's impossible right and like what you were saying about like um it's great to hear men supporting so I'm not saying all men men supporting but this is a thing like they're going to be if if there was no need for it the organizations wouldn't exist and secondly as as a man or as anybody within if you see something pull somebody up on that shit like not yeah. you know, there's times where it's that behavior just becomes normalized because it's like oh um well I've had it they don't want to talk to you or they bypassed me and they're like well I'm not going to talk to her and I know they wouldn't do that to another male it's like you know what by that being you somebody letting that slide you're normalizing it that's it that's it you're making it normal I just and it is, it wouldn't, we wouldn't be fighting for this if it wasn't real. And I said that there's so many situations, there's so many other things that people are fighting for. I won't bring it in right now, but there are things that you know, sometimes we can't even articulate it, but you know, it, you know, it feels wrong. So you know, it feels wrong. And the fact that you even rolling your eyes to it, you know, that, that is wrong as well. So you should be able to, when you see it, just call it out. Isn't, okay, you know what? I've had it where people have been like, oh, are you, are you, um, are you their assistant or are you a session singer? I'm like, no. Yeah. I, it, like, and it's like the fact you feel so comfortable to say those things. Say, oh, you're an assistant. Wow. Yeah, I've had all of it. And it's just like, you know, far and few between, but I have noticed like the way, the way language is used, way emails are sent and the way it can be dismissed. And I'm like, and this is where I'm like, is that the way that person conducts business or is it because of that? And I don't, it's the fact that that stereotype exists. Like, well, oh, are you in the studio? Are you his assistant? What? Like, no. And it's like, you know, if you don't know, ask the question. That's, it's that's all I say. If you don't know, if you're unsure, do not assume. Just go up to the person. Like, yeah. hi, so my name, hi, my name is, and I'm so, and who are you, by the way? Or just, just find a nice way of saying it. I always tell people if I'm going to be offensive, if I find the question is going to be slightly offensive, I just go, I don't mean it. I really don't mean this in an offensive way. I just want to know who um, who you are. Yeah. I don't know who you are. So if that is, oh, I'm such and such as manager. Okay, okay, that's nice to meet you. And I just, I just say it flat out. I just need to know who you are. I just don't want to get it wrong. You know, me and you spoke beforehand. I was like, I don't want to get these wrong. So just just inform me. And most of the time, it's if, if you do say it to people in a, genuine, a genuinely 
they understand, but it's the assumptions that I, I feel like we need to get rid of. So yeah, all in all, those assumptions, both, both male and female, um, I would like them to go away, the ones that are derogatory. And yeah, negotiating, I just want a lot more women to be confident to talk about that and to big each other up, like pull each other up. When we get into a position of power, we get into a different position, just pull, pull someone else up with you. And I just want that to be normal in the next five years, so. But I think things like that exist, right? So, um, and I'll keep it really short, but I think sometimes there's a scarcity mentality, like, you know, going back to the money, yeah. like, if you earn a hundred pounds or a thousand pounds or 10,000 pounds more than me, I can't have that money. Like, I'm sorry, but the zeros don't end. It's never, I think- <laughs> Yeah, I love that the zeros do not end. Yes, do not end. If you rely on um, a certain amount of amount of money or a figure to really make you content in life, of course it helps. Your content will never be filled. But if I think it's about removing that that scarcity mentality that there can only be one, there can only yes. there's only room for one, and there's only enough money for this it doesn't exist there's enough there's enough space like the world's a big place yeah. and especially the way things are moving like you know there, there's a brilliant article called the power of 1000 fans so it's like if you look at that article and it's like you approach it to yourself and whatever you do there's a thousands and thousands of opportunities if you if you don't get the one you want and you then create the one you want and going back to the confidence thing and you're saying oh you know um you know I come across as confident. Yo, that take that took time. Like I remember going into the BBC for my first session with Adele, and I keep saying her name, and I love her to bits because she became a genuine friend after after do, being my mentor, and still is. Sometimes I will ask her advice on things, but it's like I remember going in, and she's like, you know, we we're talking about confidence, and we we're talking about things, and the one piece of advice she gave to me, and I always say this to people who will talk about confidence. You got, she was like, you've got to treat it like a confidence cloak. So when you leave yeah. your house, you put on that confidence cloak and you start, you're going to have to bring, you're going to have to force it out of you. It's like a, something you wear, right? Yeah. And the more you do that, the more it builds within you. But there are times when I'm probably a little bit more quiet, a little bit more reserved. But that, I think it's just, a, we're, we're not all one thing all the time. But yeah, that's that one piece of advice helped me. And there you go. Get rid of scarcity mentality. Like I am inspired. Oh, I hope so. And I can't wait for everyone to just share it, share the knowledge, share it. So thank you. Thank you.